Hey, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, thanks for the shout out, man. Yeah, I, uh, I know I look like I can't go within 300 feet of an elementary school. And uh, <laughs> it's like, I want you to know, I just want to be clear about this, all right? I, I, I play video games for a living, all right? And this is what my people look like, all right? So when you're a missionary, I'm a digital missionary, and uh, when you're a missionary, you, gotta, you try to become like your people group. So the mullet is a mission's choice. It's a mission's choice. I want to be, makes me more evangelistically effective. Um, man, it's so good to be with you guys. Uh, just to give you a little more of my bio so you kind of understand who's speaking to you, because I know it's an unusual unusual speaker, uh, not your usual guy that maybe you have in chapel. You have some amazing speakers here, man. Uh, amazing, amazing speakers that come through. You have an amazing chaplain. Shout out Josh. Can we shout out Josh and Lindsay and your staff? Um, man, I want to honor, I know we have a lot of parents in the room today. Uh, I want to honor the parents, man. I, I went to a Christian college. I actually got saved uh, at Christian college. I snuck my way in. I, I really didn't know the Lord when I got there. Um, I kind of grew up around it and, um, and I kind of, I kind of wound up there, but, but I had a radical encounter with God at Christian college and I'm not going to name it. I'm proud to be an alum, but then like I came, I, this is not, I promise you, this is not fake praise. I came to North central last year. I remember saying to Josh, I was like, bro, I'm sending my kids here. <laughs> like, like this is the spot, man. There's a, there's a, I just want all the parents that are in the room. If you're wondering like, man, North central is this it, man, this is a, just an unbelievable place. Um, and I've got, like I said, I'm raising two sons and it would be an incredible honor, like an incredible honor for them to call North Central University home one day. So anyway, shout out the parents. Glad you guys are here. They didn't pay me to say that. All right. I'm basically volunteering today for real. Like that's not, that's not a paid endorsement. That's not like, you know, they told me like, make sure you talk nice about the college. I love it here. I love it here. I'm in Minnesota. You said last year, I told you last year, cause this is two years in a row. I'm coming to Minnesota in February. All right. Like, and it's decent weather out there, but when I, like, what do I have to do to get the fall invite? I want to be here in September next year. I'm trying to come to Minnesota in the fall, Josh, all right? Two years in a row in February. I'm going to get into this. All right, let me, let, let, let me get into this real quick. Like I said, my name is Grant. Um, I'm sorry, this is like a, I know most speakers have like a cool little iPad thing. This is, this is my gaming laptop, all right? So I, I game and stream from this beast. It's very expensive. I recently bought it. And it's great because if the, if the message is bad, they can bring the worship team on early. I can just go play God of War, like back, back, backstage. So. But, uh, but I was a pastor for 12 years. Um, I, I was a fifth and sixth grade intern uh, at First Baptist Church in Geneva, Illinois. And then I actually took, I took over a church. I took over Faith Baptist uh, Church uh, in uh, Geneva, Illinois. Uh, I became their senior pastor. It was a church revitalization thing. Took over a 187-year-old church when I was 23 years old. It's crazy crazy season of life. So I pastored there. And then uh, I actually started my own church uh, back in 2018. Uh, we started a church in uh, Frisco, Texas. That's where I hail from. Moved out there in 2016. And then uh, shortly after that, during COVID, we transitioned, became a campus of another great church, our home church now, Church 1132 in Dallas. And, and so I was a campus pastor. So I, I was in, I was in full-time pastor world for 12 years. Those are kind of my bona fides. I like to get those out in front because I, I play video games now. And I just want to make sure people know. Oh, and I have two master's degrees in theology too. So just, those are just some bona fides, you know? It's like sometimes people come for me because they see how I entertain people. And it's like, look, I know you have a study Bible. Like I went to eight years of school, man. Like <laughs> I promise I know my word, you know, I promise. We may, we may disagree, but I know my word. All right. So, uh, but then I started playing video games. Um, I started streaming them. There's a platform called Twitch. 
If you don't know what Twitch is, uh, it's, the, it's, the, it's the industry leading, the biggest live streaming platform in the world. Um, and and, and uh, basically the best way to describe it is like if you watch Netflix, you watch Disney Plus, you watch whatever. Uh, imagine if you're watching your favorite TV show and as you're watching your favorite TV show, it's like all of a sudden the, the actor, the actress in, 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 the, in the TV show like stopped what they were doing and they were like, yo, what's up, what's up, Josh? Welcome in, man, I'm so glad you're back today. How you? I mean, Twitch is this interactive platform, it's live service. So what happens for me is any given month, I've got thousands of unique uh, visitors, thousands of unique viewers, unique chatters who will come through my stream uh, and, and, and we talk. And we have conversations. I'm playing a video game. Um, I'm entertaining them as best I can as I play the video game. I don't play it very well, so that makes it harder. But I do what I can, man. Like, I, I'm, y'all got to understand, I'm 34. I'm going up against your little esports program crackheads here. Like, that, that's, 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 I'm trying to compete. And I'm going up against these 18-year-olds. Like, I watch, I, it's, just, it's just a whole different ball game. But, uh, but if you play video games, I just, I just want to put this out there. It's a big deal for me. Uh, I just reached Masters ranked in Apex Legends. And so this, y'all, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know to amen that, but that's like a big deal. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot of work. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. All right. Thank you. I started streaming video games, started talking about Jesus. It went really well. And, uh, and it kept growing and growing. Eventually, I met my pastor. I said, man, I really feel called by God to do this full time. And uh, my pastor, Pastor Dustin Bates, amazing man of God, uh, he, he said, hey, uh, we want to send you out. We believe in what you're doing. Um, you've been faithful with it. I see your content. Um, I see the way you're honoring the Lord with it. And uh, we want to be a part of it. So they actually sent me out of our church as a digital missionary, which was really cool. I remember he said, he's like, I think, he's like, he said, the Lord told me, and he said, this is crazy, but the Lord told me to pay you to play video games to help you. He's like, I don't know, I don't know if any church has ever done this, but I believe in what you're doing. We want to send you out. And so every night, well, six nights a week, I'm live on Twitch, and then uh, I'm live on this other, like, very godly, very godly platform you've heard of called TikTok. And so I'm live on Twitch, <laughs> and uh, I'm live on TikTok. That's where you can find me. And, um, Man, so many, so many fun stories that, that I could tell you about just, just people scrolling that find my content. But uh, here's what I want to talk to you about today. That's, that's enough about me. Let me talk about you a little bit because uh, I'm so honored to get to be here. Uh, uh, every speaker does things differently. Like a lot of speakers, they're, they're, they're way more big time than me and, and they, they travel and speak like for a living. So they've got like their message they go to. I'm not like that. I feel really honored when I get invited to speak. I can't microwave a message for you. I've always got to pray into it. And so I was just praying for you. And asking the Lord for uh, just a word for you. And, and I heard this really specifically from the Lord for you today. He, he asked me to speak to you as a father. And I didn't like that um, at all because I was like, Father, I'm not, like, I'm not that old, God. I still got it, I think. And uh, I started running the math. Though. I got two sons. I got a seven-year-old son and a five-year-old son. And I'm 34. And so I started running the math. And I was like, my kids are closer to being in college than I was to being in college. And, uh, and I tell you that because I'm proud of this. I started thinking about it, I started praying, I said, God, like, I don't wanna be like an old guy up there. Like, what, I've never spoken as a, as a but I started thinking about it. I, I wanna flex some stuff on you that I'm pretty proud of. I got saved when I was 18 years old, I'm 34 years now. Um, that means I've been walking with Jesus faithfully for 16 years of my life. And uh, I was just thinking about that. I was going, man, this isn't a new thing for me. Like. A lot of my friends have deconstructed. A lot of my friends have divorced. Some of them are deceased. I'm walking with the Lord faithfully still, and, uh, and every day has been better. I've been married, uh, really proud. I wish, I wish my wife was here with me, man. I've been married uh, for, uh, well, you gotta get this one right, right, Josh? You know, man, I got married in 2010. Let me do some quick maths. 14 years this summer. So I've been married 14 years this summer. I get a hand clap for that. So this is just like a new season for me because I'm going to tell you, I was just kind of, I was, I was praying into it. And I was like, 
man, I've been doing this for a minute and, and I've learned some things along the way. I feel really blessed that, 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 that I'm still married. I'm still walking with God. And so, so I just, I have this title that the Lord gave me when I was praying for you. because so I was thinking about what I have to offer you from the fruit of my life. Um, what do I have to offer you just from the fruit of everything God has done for me, been so faithful. And I got this title the Lord gave me. It's just called Winning in What Matters. Winning in What Matters. So I want to take a few moments to speak to you about today. I want to give you this word from the Lord about winning in what matters. God, pray for us real quick. I know we already prayed. just want to pray for us on that title. God, I pray that you would fill this room with your Holy Spirit this morning. I pray that your word would go forth. I pray that just as you grabbed hold of me when I was 18 years old, Jesus, that you would grab hold and of every, of every story in the room, every student in the room, you would speak to them individually and personally in a powerful, powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Winning in what matters. Uh, something that happens as you get older, as you just start to see this, some of the things that I like really valued when I was younger, I don't value as much anymore. They just, they mean less to me. And then on the flip side, there's things that I really value now that I wasn't thinking about at all when I was 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old. Like the biggest, I'm a dopamine fiend, all right? I, I, I am a dopamine addict. I'm an Enneagram 7, if you know what that personality test is. Like I'm, I'm the fun guy, you know? Like I'm, I'm fun. If you, if you want to have fun, put me in, coach, all right? That, that's, the, that, that, that's what I do. I play video games for a living, you know? It's like, I love to have fun. And so, so here, here's the challenge for me, though. Um, the, the challenge for me with that, with that personality type is is that my definition of what is going to deliver dopamine for me has changed over the years. Like when I was 18, let me tell you this, the greatest source of dopamine in my life right now, the single greatest, I'm telling you, the, the highlight of my day every day is when I get to sit down on the floor with my two little boys and build Legos with them. I mean, it's like, I got, if you had told me at 18 years old that my job was going to be being an influencer, I don't think it even existed back then, but like it was in the very early days. If you told me you're going to be an influencer, more than that, you're going to be a video game influencer, like I was playing Halo in my dorm room at my college at that time. And if God had told me back then, I would have been like, that's going to be the coolest thing about my life. I get to play video games for a living. I got to tell you, it is fun, man. But the, the, like the, the, the most fun thing about my life, the thing I value right now is the relationship I have with my two little boys. And I didn't know that I would value that so much when I was younger. So I've been thinking about this theme of winning in what matters. I've been thinking about how many things I, I'm trying to save you. I want to save you some time. I just, I just wasted some time and some energy pursuing some things that, that felt like they were really important at the time. And I look back now, I'm like, man, that just wasn't that important. I got this quote that I heard when I was 19 years old, I want to share with you, kind of built the message around it. Uh, I thought it was from a pastor, but the pastor did what pastors always do. When I Googled it, it wasn't from the pastor. It was from a dead pastor. I was like, you didn't say that. I would remember that because I remember the pastor, but it was, I'm not going to name the pastor. I'm not going to call him out, but he took the quote as his own. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you the attribution, D.L. Moody, all right? We're going back, 19th century. D.L. Moody, one of the greatest evangelists. I'm an evangelist at heart. D.L. Moody was one of the greatest evangelists the world's ever known. He was, uh, they, they named a college after him in Chicago. I mean, he, he was a big part of the YMCA when it started out. And when the YMCA started out, it was all about Jesus and, and reaching the next generation. I mean, they would have loved this week about reaching the next generation. But D.L. Moody had this quote at Herb when I was 19 years old, changed my life. I've never forgotten. I want to give it to you today. I want to build it out just a little bit. D.L. Moody said this. He said, we should be less afraid of failure I'm already hooked. Just saying those words inspires me. We should be less afraid of failure and more afraid of succeeding at things that don't really matter. Hmm. We should be less afraid of failure and more afraid of succeeding at things that don't really matter. You know, y'all are a gifted, called, talented generation. I'm fired up about like, I'm telling you, I spend time, I'm intimidated by you, I'm gonna be honest, I'm intimidated when I'm around Gen Z. 
Uh, the, the, even as like, you know, like I, I have to edit video for my job and put out content and I watch the content that, that, that Gen Z puts out and it is so much better than my content. I do what I can to keep up, but the memes are like, I don't even meme good. I'm trying to get better. If, if, if y'all can teach me how to meme better, like I'm like, I just, I, I'm trying to hire, maybe one of you could do this. I legit, like I need to hire somebody from Gen Z to clap back in the TikTok comments for me. Cause like, I try to clap back in the TikTok comments and then like, they, it's just like boomer. Like they know, it's like, they know. Like I, tr I try to hit them with a little clap back and I'm like, man, I just, I'm not, I'm not built for this. I, I need help with this. I, I gotta tell you, your generation, like I believe in Gen Z. Um, Y'all get a lot of flack from boomers like me. Y'all get a lot of flack from, I'm like, nah, man, like, like if Gen Z has any problems, we gave them to them, <laughs> you know? Like, like, like if y'all are struggling with anything, you're carrying around a bunch of burdens that we, we kind of passed on to you, you know? We gave them to you, so I believe in Gen Z, but I wanna make sure, wanna make sure with all the gifts God's given you that you would win in what matters. You should be less afraid of failing and more afraid of succeeding in things that don't really matter. So I wanna just spend a few minutes talking about this, what really matters in the end. And, uh, I want to put this before you, that in the Christian life and in the kingdom of God, there's, there's so many unique things about the kingdom of God. This is one of them, that the things that matter most in the kingdom of God are hidden. All right? I was going to theologize for my master's degrees. I could teach you more about this. The, 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 some of the most important, powerful things in the kingdom of God are hidden. When you read the Gospels, you can ask your Bible teachers about this. It's really fun. Um, they actually have this thing in the Gospel of Mark called the Markin Secret the Markin secret. And what it is, is that throughout the gospel of Mark, shortest gospel, first gospel that was written, uh, considered to be the apostle Peter's firsthand account of the life of Jesus. When you read the gospel of Mark, the Markin secret is that Jesus just keeps refusing to say who he is. It, it, he's almost coy with it. He's almost playful with it. It's like he refuses to claim his mantle um, as the Messiah until the critical moment when he finally does. In the gospel of John, y'all remember Jesus' first miracle? The Baptists don't like it, but his first miracle was uh, he turned water into wine, not grape juice, wine, like real wine, all right? And so, um, and, 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 and so Jesus turned water into wine for his first miracle. But here's what's so fun about that miracle. Watch this. It says it in John. John like highlights this. I love this. Jesus was so playful. I got canceled by so many Christians that just suck at laughing. And I'm like, man, I promise you, I promise you, my Lord and Savior knew how to laugh and have a good time. Like, I promise you, this, 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 like, I, you think Jesus wouldn't be the funniest dude? You're telling me that Jesus is so perfect in every way, but that he couldn't make a great joke? Like, I, so watch how he did his first miracle, because it's funny. He's at a wedding. He's hanging out with the servants, all right? He's at a very important place. It's a, it's a big shot wedding. There's, there's hundreds, thousands of people there. It's a big wedding. Jewish weddings were like a huge deal. So Jesus is there and he's hanging out with the servants and they run out of wine. And it's his first miracle. Now, if I was doing my first miracle, I'm getting up on stage. I'm turning up the lights. I'll say, yo, everybody, lean in, lean in, lean in. Check it out, check it out. Jesus is just hanging out with the servants. I don't know how he does. I don't know if he touches it. I don't know if he just prays over it, but he just does it. He's just like casual with it. And, and John actually has an aside. It says that the servants were the first to see him in the glory. And then the, 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 head, the headmaster of the wedding comes over and he's shocked and he's, he's freaking out. He's like, well, he says, you, you didn't even do this. If we had this wine available, why didn't it come out? And John specifically calls out that the head servant did not see his glory but the regular servants were the ones that got to witness Jesus. I just thought there's just so many stories like this in the gospels with Jesus where you see that Jesus and the kingdom of God operate the best in like hidden and unseen ways. All right, this, this, is, why, this is why Christianity always struggles in places of power, 
That's why Christianity always seems to struggle when Christians get powerful and rich because it's just, it wasn't the way of the master. The way of the master is he said, birds have holes and foxes have nests. I don't have anywhere to lay my head. The way of the master, our master, who by the way said, do you think a servant is greater than his master? The way of the master was often hidden. He spoke in parables. Doesn't that annoy you when you read the gospel sometimes? I've been studying the Bible 16 years. I get annoyed when I read the teachings of Jesus sometimes. I'm like, why didn't you just say it? Why am I having to Google this? They didn't even have Google back then. Like, how did they figure that? God, what are you saying? But he spoke in parables. It was part, it's just part of who he is. That some of the best thing, and I'm gonna tell you this about your walk with God. You need to hear this. You need to receive this. If you don't hear anything else I say, the best parts of your walk with God are gonna be the hidden parts. It's gonna be the secret places. It's gonna be the things that nobody sees. I'm a little bit of an expert in this now, okay? I'm a, can, I get, can I just get personal with you? Can I, can I, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, all right? Check this out. So I was a pastor for 12 years. When I was a pastor for 12 years, um, the part of my life that everybody saw, like on my Instagram, some Instagram, right? Part of my life that everybody saw was like preaching clips, laying hands on people, church, because I was a pastor. So the front-facing part of my life, the public part of my life, you would see the faith, all right? And um, I don't want to like give a wrong impression, but toward the end of my pastoral ministry, I went, I went through hell. I went through the hardest season of life I'd ever gone through. And I was still preaching, I was still leading, but I, I was privately just going through hell. My marriage was in shambles. I felt like a terrible husband, terrible father. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't sin in a way that would disqualify me, but it was, it was a deeply painful season. And the reason I bring that up is that nobody thought to question, hey, how are you really doing? Because all we really, so often in this thing that, uh, like, uh, of like American Western Christianity, all we see is the post of, are y'all with me? Like all we see from the Christian influencers is the post of they're at worship, they're laying on hands. All right, now the reason I bring up that story is because then I felt called by God to do something different, play video games for a living. And this, is, this has been fun. Like the last two years of my life since I stopped being a pastor have been the healthiest two years of my life. Nothing wrong with being a pastor. I still serve my church, love my church, would encourage my kids if they wanted to become a pastor. I'd tell them it's a great, I mean, it's just an unbelievable calling. What a privilege it was to be a vocational pastor for 12 years. Unbelievable calling. But, but just personally speaking, the last two years of my life, have been some of the richest I've ever had um, just in terms of my health, my walk with God, my walk with my family, like everything that the devil tried to take from me, God has more than restored a double portion of it. My marriage is the best it's ever been. Um, my mental health is the best it's ever been. Here's why I bring that up. <laughs> now what I post on Instagram and TikTok and what I do on Twitch isn't, you know, it, it, it's not preaching clips. Now what I post is like hitting headshots and, uh, now what I post is, uh, you know, now what I post is like some of my funniest clips that I like to post are when I'm getting cussed out and I clap back at somebody, you know, because people see that my name is preacher guy. They think they can say anything to me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't know Jesus like I do. Jesus knows how to turn over some tables. I'm about to turn over some tables on this headset right now. Right. You think you could just say that to me? And you think, and then, and then like, uh, the best thing is when I clap back, they'll always type in the game chat. They're like, bad, bad preacher, bad Christian. I'm like, nah, dog, trust me. I'm full of the Holy Ghost right now. I am full of it right now. All right. I had a clip the other night. <laughs> I got to get creative with it, though, you know, because because in the natural, I just want to cuss them out. But but I got to get creative with it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too safe for that. You know, so, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And so I got to get so like the other night I had this guy. This is literally like two, three nights ago. I mean, he is going in on me because he uh, we were having a fight. We we're having an engagement in the game. I play Apex Legends. We're having a big engagement playing ranked at the highest level. Okay, and he was a potato. He was a terrible teammate. He was like, and, and for me to call you a potato, you gotta be really bad at the game. I'm not even good at the game. Like this guy was really, really bad at the game. And so we started a fight and he ran away. And he ran away. 
And, um, and, and as he ran away, I told him, I said, I, I, in not so many words, I said, you, you suck at the game. Like, this is not the way to play the video game. What are you doing? Get back here and fight. And he started losing it. He started, I mean, this, this, I mean he was just cursing, cursing, cursing. I was trying to think of what to do, because I, I, I usually mute him pretty quick out of respect for my audience. But uh, I, I was like, I know what I want to say to him, but I, I got to figure out how to say it in a way that would honor the Lord. <laughs> and... Uh, and so, <laughs> Josh, uh, if you don't invite me back next year, that's all right, man. I'm going to tell you what I saw. I'm going to tell you what I said to him, though, because a clip show. I, I said to this guy, I go, because he ran away from the fight, and I, I, I wanted to call him a stronger version of a sissy. He ran away. I'm like, dude, you don't do that in the game. So here's what I said to him. I get on the mic. He's cussing me out. I said, you know what you look like right now? You look like a eunuch. I said, yeah, I cussed him out biblical, all right? I cussed him out biblical. I said, you look like a eunuch right now, running away from this fight. And I told him, you can look that word up. Anyway, so, 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 so I post those clips. Because it's what I do. It's how I create open doors for the gospel. Because I'm going to tell you this, man. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you this. People don't know that you can follow Jesus and have fun. Like, people don't know that Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, was a real human being. Like, he was edgy. He was not just square and safe in church. Like, he got himself killed for that. Because he connected with people in a real and a new way. And so I, the, the, the gospel conversations I can have because I make people laugh are incredible. But on the flip side of that, I remember I was talking about your hidden life. Been in the healthiest season of life that I've ever been in. And I, I promise you from the day that I decided to play video games to the glory of God instead of preach on a church stage to the glory of God, I've taken more heat, flack, and abuse from Christians than I ever did in my life. It's the hardest thing I deal with in what I do. It happened to me just yesterday. So I'm feeling a little, I had to pray into it. I'm like... I don't even know if I want to talk about this because I'm still feeling wrong. The, 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 the only arrows I take that hurt these days are the ones that come from, from the home team, you know? It's, it's when I was, <laughs> it's a good story about, about the hidden parts of your life. To just bring you into my world a little bit, why the hidden part matters more than what you see sometimes. Uh, I was preaching a youth conference last year out in North Carolina. It was a big youth conference, 20-something churches. And two weeks before the youth conference, I got a call from the youth director and he said, uh, he said, hey, we had a bunch of churches drop out. They're dropping out. I said, for real? Why? He said, well, I guess you have a clip up. I was playing Call of Duty at the time. They have a thing called proximity chat. And uh, so that means that, that you can hear what other players say around you. So in this clip that I put out, somebody's cussing me out. And, uh, and I call them a fart sniffer in the clip. That's <laughs> 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 this is what I try to do. I'm like, man, I, I can't control if you cuss me out. But what I can control in my content is I can control how do I respond to it and what do I show my audience because... I got Christians watching me, nuggers watching me. I want to show them how can I faithfully respond to this. But somebody didn't like it, and they organized a lot of other uh, people, and, and some churches dropped out of the conference. Anyway, I went and I, and I told the youth pastor, I said, listen, why don't you just get a new speaker? I don't want to affect your conference negatively. The last thing I would ever want to do is, is put a negative impact on, on your, just, it's okay. You, just, just, I don't need, it's okay, man. I, I'm not offended. He said, no, no, we want you to come out. So I came out to preach conference, preach good. And uh, I'm going to give it a buck. And, uh, and at the end of the conference, this woman came up to me and, uh, and she said, hey, I need to apologize to you. So I was gone. She said, you know, I was one of these moms that I saw this clip and I was one of these moms that was trying to get you removed. And I, I actually told my son he wasn't going to be able to come, but he really wanted to come because my son loves playing video games. And she said, this is my son. And it's this little kid. He's got a Minecraft YouTube channel. I've been talking to him the whole weekend. He'd been showing me his content. I've been gassing him up. And and uh, she looked me in the eyes and she said, I'm so glad my son was able to be here. He's never encountered God like this. And I was just thinking about that moment. 
I don't want to be self-righteous. I got to tell you, let, let, me just, let me just say this really clearly because I'm telling a story where I, I look cool. Let me just say this really clearly. I have to repent almost every night on stream. Like trying to figure out how to be faithful to God as an entertainer. I, I, I miss the mark so often. I have, to, I have to repent. Sometimes I do it live on stream. Sometimes I'll make a joke and in the moment I will say, hey guys, that, I, I got to be honest with you, that went too far. That was funny, but it, it violated my standards as a Christian uh, for what I want for the channel. Sometimes I do it off stream. Sometimes I show my wife a clip that I'm about to post and she says, I don't like that. I, 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 I just, I get it wrong so often, but I'm gonna tell you this, that when you walk with God and you have your hidden life right, there's a power on your life. And I just, I wanted to encourage you today in this. Don't be afraid of failure. Be afraid of succeeding in what doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters in the end, I promise you this, is are you gonna faithfully walk with God? Not just in a chapel service, like a lot of y'all are gonna have to do what I do one day. You're gonna be trying to figure out how do I walk with God in a hostile environment? I joked about it, but like TikTok is hostile. They ban me all the time. They really don't like me over there. Like, like I'm like a man is a man and a woman is a woman. They're like banned instantly. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I can't even, I think the last time I got banned, I, I, I was talking about, I, I said something, I said, man, it just really breaks my heart that, uh, that it's so much cheaper to get an abortion than to have an adoption banned within like 60 seconds. Now, I could do a whole thing about how these tech companies work, but I'm gonna tell you this. When you're called by God, you can go anywhere the Holy Spirit leads you as long as your internal's good. You got that, would you just stand to your feet for this? I just wanted to encourage you, North Central University, the same spirit that lived in Christ Jesus lives in you. And I feel this for your generation. I feel this for your generation. That God is raising up a fearless generation for Jesus. That, that you're going to get, listen, y'all know that what the world is offering is not working. The brokenness, I don't have to tell you about it. You walk with it. You walk your friends through it. You're walking through some of it personally. There's greater brokenness in your generation. And there's, and then, and then there's less of an openness to church than ever before. And so I just want to encourage you with this. If you walk with God, if you walk with God, not just in the chapel service, but in the moments where it gets real, in the moments where you have to text a friend about an incognito tab you had opened, like, like in the moments where you have to meet with, with maybe a professor or a pastor or Josh or Lindsay, and you have to sit down with them and, and, and tell them how much you're struggling with anxiety you're staying up at night, you can't, like you have, I'm just telling you, the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is not failing, but succeeding in the things that really matter. And what really matters is will you walk faithfully with God? And when you do that, I'm here to tell you, from what I do on Twitch, you get to see a whole lot of more people start to walk with God. Man, the biggest thing that your friends and family, the biggest thing the world needs right now from your generation is not that you be the most theologically educated, although you should be. It's not that you be the most profound, it's that you would be the most honest that you could show them, this is what it's like to walk with God. This is what it's like. I'm gonna close with this. When I was eight, when I was 19 years old, I just started walking with Jesus and I had a friend, Brett. And uh, Brett wasn't walking with Jesus, but I just met my wife. And uh, my, wife was, my, wife, my wife was my first kiss, which was cool. And, she, and, 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 and I was her first kiss. It was cute. It was fun. That's our story. Um, it, it, I, I didn't want her to be my first kiss. Just no other girls wanted to kiss me at the time. So it, it, just, it worked out that way. It just worked out. I mean, I knew I really wanted to kiss her, but it just, it just worked. God protected me. It worked out that way. I remember we started dating and we started sharing our life. And my friend Brett, who wanted nothing to do with God, he called me and he said, 
He said, Grant, and I remember Brett at the time, he was two-time, and he had a girl, and then he had a side chick. Before side chicks were even really like a popular and accepted thing, he had one. And I remember he called me and he said, man, Grant, all I want is I want what you have with Kaylee. I want what you have with Kaylee. And what he was speaking to was the fruit of my life, my walk with God. And I promise you, your walk with God is what the world needs more than anything else. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you for a generation that's not just going to perform in public, but is going to praise in private. Thank you, God, for a generation that you're raising up here at North Central University. God, that's not just going to be for you at chapel, but it's going to stand for you, Lord, throughout the week in their workplace, their gym, at their coffee shop, and their families. God, thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I pray that you keep working in the private places of their lives, God. I'll pray for any area of sin right now, Jesus, that your Holy Spirit needs to expose, that you would expose it, that there be repentance and freedom, freedom in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for the gift of getting to stand for you. Pray that you bless us as we go out and go to class today. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, thanks for letting me be here. I appreciate you guys. Thank you.